0: Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Don't Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Everyday Attraction, your central location for understanding law of attraction and making it real, applicable, fun, delicious, and really give you an opportunity to live your life more fully. My name is Ray Zander, and I'll be the host of the show uh, for the hour, along with my wonderful co-host, Janice Campbell, of Received Your Life. Welcome, Janice. Hey, you know, I um you know, we're all about practicality on this show, but sometimes we kind of want to go to the leading bleeding edge of metaphysical knowing and try to bring it back into our everyday. But sometimes we're going to have to jump down some rabbit holes people. So I just want to warn you, today's one of those days where we're going to go to some new places about how We create our reality. As my friend Frank Butterfield would say, the mechanics of how we create our reality. Some of this stuff is going to be interesting. Some of its stuff is going to be maybe beyond what you've ever heard before. Some of this is going to be old hat to some of you old metaphysical folks who've been around these (laughs) these (laughs) places for a while. But we really want to get into this understanding that we launched last week in our show, Allowing versus Attracting, where we're uncovering the reality that even attraction – is too much work (laughs) and that we've already attracted everything that we could possibly want in 20 or 30 lifetimes as our friends Abraham would say. And that really the opportunity to co-create with spirit is based on allowing that which we've already created. How do we allow what we've already asked for, ask and it is given. And part of understanding that is to really understand that so much More is going on behind our five sensory perception. We love five sensory perception. It's a delicious place. However, there is so much more going on behind the Oz screen, as I like to say. The little man behind the... (laughs) behind the curtain in our Wizard of Oz, we want to get more into some of the mechanics of what we are becoming to know as going on on our broader knowing, our inner being, our inner knowing. So the good news is you already know this at some deep level, but we want to bring it from that unconscious to the conscious knowing so we can noodle with it a little bit. Janice, I know that you and I have been talking quite a bit about Anita Morjani's new book, It's All the Rage, um, called Dying to Be Me. What what are some of the big takeaways? I know you spoke about it just recently in your talk at Unity Santa Rosa. That sounded like fun. Um, fun. What's yeah? What's some of the big takeaways that you felt from her book? And I know it's kind of in those last couple of chapters. Yeah, I, I think the over overall theme
2: is just to relax. You know, just like, oh, I could relax. It's, you know, it's safe to be me. I'm in a safe universe. I can't get this wrong. If there's anything that's ever been so-called wrong, it's just because I'm trying too hard and I have a misunderstanding. Like, I think there's things that I have to fix or I think that there's things that are mine to do that aren't mine to do. And I think it's my job to keep everybody happy. And, and just saying that all of that, because we know it's all made up because it feels so lousy, but yeah. it just feels so good to hear it Hear it from someone else, and especially in her situation where it's so life or death, it kind of reminds me of like like we may like if we're doing the people pleasing thing, like we may feel like oh I should do this, I should do this, but when it really gets down to this is life or death. If you keep doing this path, it kind of resonates with a much more significance. Like I have to wake up to this. Like this is not okay. Like it's it's not about being a nice person or getting other people's approval. Like that's not going to cut it. You know, when you have something yeah. at stake, like your life. And so I just love her whole story is it makes, it brings it down to it matters. You know, it matters who we're being. It matters what we're thinking. It matters what we're feeling. And we can't just dismiss
1: it and say, oh, whatever, whatever. It does matter. And, and that energy is real. You know, I think sometimes we uh, dismiss that energy, that authentic energy within ourselves, and we make it okay to, you know, hide our light. Mm-hmm. You know, we make it okay to... And we have all these good
2: s- reasons why we're hiding it. Oh, I don't want to be big harder. Whatever. There's like
1: justifications as
2: to why we're hiding it, but we're still hiding it. Right. It and I it. think...
1: In her odyssey, which for those of you who aren't familiar, Anita Morjani wrote a book called Dying to Be Me, which is about her uh, journey, her fantastic journey with cancer, which is, is just an extraordinary story. But the takeaway um, is, is really this understanding that when we, um, when we take our authentic energy and we call it wrong or we push it down or we don't just really allow ourselves to be authentically who we are, there are prices to be paid for that. And yet some of this, I mean, obviously nobody does this consciously, Mm-hmm. A lot of times these are patterns that are subconscious. So we really want to get out of the blame game. We want to get out of the judgment game. I think I took away from her too, is that because we're our art- eternal beings, because we are um, light, you can't really lose this battle. Yes. You can't lose the battle with life. Um, <clears throat> all of us are going to transition, yeah. uh, whether we do it this way or that way, uh, you know, it's all good. But so we want to take the judgment away about necessarily this being um, something to fight. Right. Or you can't you but- can't get it wrong. So can't like, it it wrong, can't, we can't you can't get know? life wrong, <laughs> but there's so much fun and awareness and allowing that is available to us before we transition and I think Abraham has said that over and over it's like yes you'll get all this when you transition Mm -hmm. you will you know have all the understanding you'll have the bliss you'll have the enlightenment but hey we think it would be fun for you all to be in physical reality and be awake to that broader knowing we think that's the trip the ride that you're all it's almost like oh come on just for fun let's just do this just for fun (laughs) just for fun if you don't like it you can go back not remembering (laughs) you know you can go back to ignorance at any time it says no you know there's no big deal but what I, I really found fascinating in her book and if you want to find out more about it her website is dying to be me dot com and she's also featured in wayne dyer's new book wishful which was wishes fulfilled and then also that but, there's
2: a really great youtube video oh, interview yeah. with juicy something i don't know but
1: <clears throat> that's really great was, wasn't that great? So go to YouTube and search Anita Morjani. It's M-O-O-R-J-A-N-I. And I loved those YouTube videos. They gave me chills. Mm -hmm. I just watched them over and over. My favorite part is how she describes her near-death experience. And of course, there's a lot of documentation with people having a near-death experience. But what I loved is the world she exposed to us in her NDE, that's what it's called, Near Death Experience, in about this world of unconditional love, mm-hmm. this world where time and space sort of cease. And bodies and, and physically. Yeah, and... Doesn't- and an individuality in some respects it has its place, but it's not in the same way that we know it today. She exposed this whole new world where she was able to interact with, um, loved ones who had moved into that realm through their transition. She interacted with her father who'd been, um, who'd been dead to the physical world many, many years. She interacted. I just want to say one thing I thought
2: was really interesting when she was talking about her dad, how they didn't really have a strong connection on the physical plane. They didn't, you know, because he was, um, really strong in his beliefs and how she should be. There was some conflict and friction there, but they had, on the non-physical plane. They were totally
1: connected. Totally connected. Yeah. And you know? she felt just nothing but love from him and for him. And I love that. Yeah, I do too. And I, and I think we're getting more information about the fluidity between that other, quote unquote, other realm and our own, that there really isn't this um, hard line, <laughs> that there is this fluidness um, if we choose to entertain this understanding. And of course, we're getting the, a front row seat to this experience with, with Esther Hicks. Because if you follow the Abraham teachings, now that Jerry has made his transition out of this physical, um, we're watching this beautiful relationship between Esther and Jerry continue on. And, and he is able to, and there's actually been wonderful segments during some of the recent workshops where Jerry has said, I actually kind of wish I'd known this earlier. I would have <laughs> transitioned earlier because he's having so much fun interacting with Esther in ways that they couldn't do in when they were in physical. All good. But it was just, it's really fun to, um, to watch this journey that Esther is choosing to do very publicly with her dearly beloved. Um, husband and watch that these relationships do continue if we choose to if we're allowing and what you know what Esther's experiencing is that when she starts missing him and being cut off, she can't reach him or he can't reach her. And that when she relaxes and she's in moments of joy and she's in moments of fun, boom, she feels his presence. She hears his words. And it's really extraordinary. And, I, and again, if you want to hear some of the latest stuff from Esther, um, go to Abraham-Hicks.com and get some of the latest workshops. Because even in one of them recently, I think it was Washington, D.C., Jerry showed up as an energy being in the room. <laughs> And if you were allowing enough, and if you were, you know, relaxed enough, and didn't have a lot of beliefs going on that were going to block your, your, sec, your, you know, your vision, quote unquote, you were able to see him as an energy being, and it was just so fun to kind of blow the roof off what we think we know. Hmm. You know that these relationships go on, and that there's experiences here and there. But what was so beautiful about Anita's experience was that this unconditional love that is creating everything. And that when she got that deep seed of unconditional love for herself, it really changed everything. It changed her willingness to come back into physical and have this this extra ride that she's having now. And I'm very appreciative that she did that because I feel as if um, I'm creating her to understand a, a brighter uh, awareness of who I am. See, now, oh, here, I just threw something in. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> you might think that you didn't create her but you did (laughs) you know anything and everything that we um, that we experience in the physical we have had our little hands in on the non-physical bringing it in for our own enjoyment and expansion Um, and you know what I thought was was really interesting too was the information that she gave us about and and this is part I get a little like what Um, the time and space are not linear yeah it doesn't matter yeah that everything is happening at once now i, I have to be honest with you i kind of you know i hear the quantum theorists talk about this too and i kind of shake my head going oh it's still not making any sense to me <laughs> <laughs> but um what we're going to hear later on in the show is our wonderful friend frank butterfield of the communion of light is going to help us understand that a little bit more and um and slowing down the mechanics a bit about what that is what happens when there is no time in space you know, talk about freedom, man. We have way more freedom that we actually really understand to create not only our, our future, but our present and our past. So it's really wild. It's a wild I look ride. forward to hearing that one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, but I wanted, before we get into that part of it, um, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we're understanding with quantum theory, because I think that, and again, I'm going to pretend to understand this, um, because I do at some level, but I know that there are um, beliefs. And, and Frank calls them um, templates. There are templates that I have set up. Uh, Abraham is using the word grid uh, that come with ideas that say that's not possible, or I don't have any context for that. So we want to kind of relax and release. And Genesis, you said, you know, really allow and just be at peace with what um, what we're capable of knowing, what we're allowing to know. That there's no no something. To, there's nothing to get, you know. But what quantum theory is telling us quite clearly is that, you know, we've heard of this thing called a quantum leap. And what that means is that, you know, in past scientific theory, there was always a linear progression. Something started in one stage, moved to slightly the next stage, and then it went on to its final evolution. And that evolution was linear. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's what we thought. But with quantum theory, what it introduces is that, we're actually not having a linear experience, but we're popping into realities. We're popping in and out of realities that don't have to have any middle ground. So a quantum leap is you're in one consciousness and understanding and you pop into a whole nother understanding. And there wasn't this slow progression about having to know a little more, a little more. That's what we mean by quantum leaps. So could and you I think- say that would
2: be like um, kind of like in a dream? You have a dream? And you have, like I was thinking, I had this beautiful dream last night that I was going to buy this European resort close to the water
1: and all this stuff. But I'm thinking, I had no context for that. Like, I don't, where did that come from? That was a, that was a, a reality that's living within you. And what we're understanding is that there doesn't have to be this slow progression of you having to find a realtor and then you having to do all this work and having to go find the money. That there are quantum leaps where we, we, we can leap into new consciousness that comes with those quote unquote experiences.
2: Oh, I like that. It's almost like when you buy something and you get a special um, prize with it or or um, you purchase yeah. like like cosmetics and then you get an extra little bag of goodies. <laughs> And you're like, here you go. Yeah, this is, like it comes with it. Like if you
1: get this consciousness,
2: you will get this little bag of goodies.
1: <laughs> it comes along. So we relax with this idea that this new understanding of the mechanics of our reality has to be this slow, laborious, you know, schooling, if you will. And and it's tough because a lot of us have this template of this is how we learn. We learn a little bit more along the way. What we're talking about is much more of a metaphysical awakening that we can actually awaken into new consciousness. And there's there's a new book that I'm reading. And I'll I'll say a little bit more about it in our recommendation section, where it's called the Translucent Revolution, where people are waking up in their everyday reality and having a quantum leap understanding of who and what they are in this space and how they're creating in this space. And it's quite extraordinary and that you can still live your everyday life, but also carry with you this understanding of this broader knowing, and you don't have to go become a quantum physicist to get it. Um, so quantum leaps are something that, we're, that scientists are seeing in the mon- molecular world where something suddenly is one element and instead of looking at it changing, shifting, changing, it simply becomes, boom, another element and there is no trajectory there is no uh, momentum that shows that it went from one space to another it simply reappeared like magic mm-hmm. into another state and so what we're taking that example of quantum leaps and talking about having spiritual quantum leaps you
2: know kind of reminds me when you were talking like the in the anita story how you would think that her healing would be very different than what it was like if it was linearly it would take you know this would remember they said you have to rest and she went to a party drank champagne like (laughs) it's not supposed to be
1: the way it's happening with you She had a spontaneous remission. That's how the medical world describes it, that she had what would be described as absolutely death store cancer. Every organ had shut down. She had these huge gaping wounds that were, you know. Normally would
2: take, she'd have to have skin grafts.
1: Skin grafts and, and, and you know, and, and with traditional therapies, it would take months and months and months if indeed she even lived and they didn't think that she would. But within 48 hours, um, all of her organs were back online and, and the skin grafts were had actually healed without having to have surgery. And so she actually broke all the uh, misunderstandings I think we have about healing, the spontaneous healing. She had a quantum leap. Yeah. Her understanding shifted her into a new reality and her body followed the new reality. It's very, very interesting what happens when, um, you know, when our minds go somewhere. And again, our bodies are kind of lagging. They're the lag because they're in the physical world. They're a little slower. Um, they're catching up to us. So we really want to talk about that. Yeah, you
2: know, But it's interesting because it doesn't, it, um, from her story, the body doesn't have to lag. It we doesn't. have it that the body has to lag because we're on the physical plane, right? but it doesn't have to
1: and that's another template that we can mm-hmm. explore. So, we're going to jump down the Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. When we come back, you're listening to Everyday Attraction with Janice and Ray. We will we'll be we will be right back after the break. Hold on.
3: Let it unfold.
0: Let it go. Ah. What if you could experience vibrant health? Help heal the planet Now, return to everyday attraction and the metaphysical porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual.
1: Welcome back from the break and he just joined us. We are talking about some leading, leading edge information. I know some of you are like, yeah, we've heard this for 20 years. This is no big deal. But what we're trying to do is, is really talk about some of these mechanics of creating our reality that have some very, um, very deep levels of understanding of what goes on beyond our sort of everyday knowing and maybe start to get more comfortable with the opportunities that we have to become who we want without a lot of time, a lot a lot of effort, with even this whole thing about needing to attract. Because who and what you are, the infinite is already here. And uh, Janice, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set us up with a recording from our friends, The Communion of Light. Frank Butterfield is a channel who's given us permission to play back some of these recordings and hopes that it will lend to our ability to understand some of these leading edge um, concepts and really enjoy the awakening. So I'm going to play uh, a little bit of this allowing, moving into assembling our experience with Frank Butterfield.
3: Hold on, here we go. So I know that when I talk about things that make me happy in this vortex, I amplify them. So that's the, the horse I'm riding into with this. I want to continue our conversation about empathy from last week. And there was a rampage that nobody heard and you said it would come to each of us in time. On Saturday I had a magical day, it was just one of the best days um, for, for much for a long time and there was a speaker there whom I'd really wanted to hear, I'd heard him before and he exceeded my expectations and funnily enough I bought one of his books and the the one I'm reading at the moment, it's bang on about empathy, I was talking about a scientific approach to explaining what's happening. I'm just finding the richness of of a framework to start thinking, creating a new reality for myself with that. And I'm loving what I've allowed. Um, That day, Saturday, so you know I like plates and plates of vegetables and the lunch on offer, there were plates and plates and plates of gorgeous salads, nine of them. And this just continued on and on throughout the day. There were so many things I could point to. The culmination of it was that for hours I was riding this wave after wave of pure, pure happiness. And I came home and I just realized I'd fallen in love with myself in a way that I don't think I have ever experienced before. I was just resounding with this Utter delight in myself and unable to look at myself in the mirror and love and accept myself in a way that elated me. Not for any specific thing I'd experienced, but I'd allowed my mind to engage with what was happening, enjoy what's happening, but not get into overdrive about thinking it through. So, the question, if, if there is a question here, is. Did I meet the energy of your rampage from Thursday on Saturday?
4: Well, remember, there is no our rampage. There's your ideas themselves out into the physical reality. And <clears throat> what's more delicious than coming across, because, you see, if we were in your shoes, the version of the story that we would really be focused on, not that there's anything that you're doing wrong here by any stretch of the imagination, But the thing that we think is the most juicy about the whole part of what you just said is not so much that you met our ideas, but that you met your ideas. And so if we were in your shoes, what we'd be focusing on are the plates and plates and plates of vegetables. We'd also be focusing on the fact that you're asking us this question about, and this is the part that we really, really, really love. You're asking us this question about the ideas that you have. And see, here's the thing. You may think that an author comes to town bearing plates and plates and plates of vegetables and a book. That is, isn't that, and so the internal dialogue might be something like this, or something that you might say to your beloved, isn't it? Amazing that that was just the thing I was talking about, and now here this person is in their book, and it's pointing to things that I've been thinking about, and it gives me a deeper explanation. So in that model, what it looks like is that you're having an idea, and then Law of Attraction somehow or another arranges it for you to be in a room with someone and to hand you a book that someone else wrote that seems to amplify the ideas you were having before. And that's exactly what it seems like you, does it not?
3: Yeah. All
4: right, well, we're going to say something a little bit different. And we're not contradicting that. We're just actually reframing it in a way that might not have occurred to you. Or at least might not be occurring to you right now, but once you hear it, we know that you're going to immediately recognize it. Law of attraction didn't bring you something else for you to see that someone else did. Law of Attraction manifested the ideas that you have. You've you've heard us talk about the idea of you want to buy a new car, and you see it on television, or you see someone else driving the one that you want, and you think, well, darn it, I'm not there yet. That car doesn't belong to me, which is good, because it's helping you refine and define what you want. But we've also said, look, that car, the one you saw on television, that is the manifestation of your idea. The first thing you see or the first thing you recognize as being the thing that you wanted but you still don't have it is just that I want it but I don't have it version of the manifestation of the idea. The same And we're not talking about want, have, that sort of thing. We're just talking about the idea that you have something that you want, you have something that you're creating. And you see, what we're doing here is we're, we're wanting to walk away from the language of that you're drawing to you, that you're summoning forth, language that we've been using for quite some time. But we really want to take this opportunity to leapfrog into something very different, which is very similar, but is very different from this perspective that we've been building on for quite some time, which is you're not drawing it forth, you're not summoning it you're not attracting it, you're creating it. You see, you don't live in an an objective, you don't live in an objective reality that has fixed points that you and others then circle around like so many planets around the sun. You don't have fixed points in your objective reality. The only fixed points in your physical reality is your body. And everything revolves around your body so we said before it might be a really good way of thinking about this to imagine that your body never moves and this isn't exactly right but it's a nice idea to think of your body never moves it's just that the way that law of attraction arranges your reality is it makes it look like you're moving but it's more like the way that they used to make films where the actors would stand in front of a screen that projected the street behind them and they appear to be walking and talking as they walked on a treadmill or they just practice walked where they never moved but it looked like they were walking and so it gave the the herky-jerky kind of impression of someone walking and the scene developed behind them or in front of them or around them as the case may be and that's a little bit of what's going on here. You're not drawing to you these books or these platters. You're creating them. Now, you see, the thing is that there's not a word, because create can also mean let's take some clay and put it on a wheel and get it wet and then begin to sculpt. So that implies action, right? We say create and it implies action because you might be thinking, well, create is the same thing as getting some flour and water and salt together and making crackers. Or creating is the same thing as getting some paintbrushes and paint and canvas together and painting. Or getting some lumber and nails and hammers and saws and building a house. But that's not the kind of creating we're talking about. The kind of creating we're talking about might be best called assembling.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) You know what I love about that is getting back to the Anita story. Remember um, when she was talking about, it was her decision whether to stay or leave. And yeah. the medical, her charts would show something different
4: depending, depending on her, de- her
2: decision. So like when he says you don't live in a reality that has fixed points, I mean, that's such a different concept yeah. that it's, really, it's <laughs> kind of like it's being made up as, our, as ideas come to us.
1: And there is no word for this. I mean, there is probably in some deep metaphysical knowing, but what we're talking about here is this sort of bringing it to this everyday understanding that even creation is not an action. Um, but in a form of allowing, but I really love this concept and we can just play with it that we're actually in a holodeck kind of thing. Any Star Trek fans out there will know what I mean. We're in a holodeck where it's actually moving around us and giving us the illusion of movement, but we're not actually going anywhere. Like we're still in. <laughs> so there is this understanding that there isn't any fixed points. And so time and space, have much more fluidity than I think our t- our current belief template has been allowing. Kind of like the
2: the difference between finite and infinite, like almost yeah. like we feel like there's finite pieces on the earth, and then like if if that person gets it, then I can't have it. Instead of something brand new could be created. Yes, like yes. not about there's not not like a limited number of pieces that we move. Almost like living in the past, like everything's already been created, and then we kind of move it around.
1: It's- right. Or there's these pieces flying around, and we 're trying to attract them in to make a puzzle,
2: yeah, you I know. love what he was saying about the author, like <clears throat> so, how would you say that so she he was saying it 's not that you attracted the author then then what would be his version of that?
1: You created an author that would give you the ride of experiencing the thoughts and feelings that you had been having already for that expansion point. So you create this reality. And that's, again, this whole thing about getting into this oneness, understanding that there is one of us here uh, parading a separate consciousness, um, having experiences, but there is a oneness. Um, So it wasn't like there was an author separate from her, but she created a version of herself that was the author that then spoke to her words that gave her a thrilling experience. Ah, are you with us
2: people? No, because then I get confused. Like, okay, the, let's say the author came to a group of people. Every person in that audience had the same thing or they all drew different things from the same
1: author? It's the holodeck, baby. It is everybody <laughs> having their own Well, I guess reality. it kind of
2: makes sense. Like when there's a speaker, if you were to ask 20 people what that person, they would pick out 20 things. Like I know, like that talk I gave last week, people were saying different things. And it's interesting, like, oh, that's what they got from the talk? Kind of a, you know, like everyone comes from their own experience. They didn't, not everyone heard the same talk or everyone heard it according to their
1: reality. And there's no one reality. So the good news about that is that if you've been dragging around a self-perception of yourself that you think you have to have based on your past, these new laws are these very old laws, but our new understanding of them is, hey, you're creating fresh in this moment who you want to be. And much like we saw with Anita Marjani is that she had a spontaneous shift in consciousness that allowed her entire experience to change even the results of tests that had been taken before. You know, so it was just this, you have to let go of a lot. Yeah, that's the part that I'm
2: feeling too. Like, what What do you have to let go of? My God.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) Great room for this it is and it's not something we're going to, you know, solve in, in in the hour that we have together. But I what but the, <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> oh, <laughs> the reason I want to explore it is again, I think there's so much more freedom, so much more room, so much more opportunity for us to create our reality um and and that we need to really see that and that any fixed point, any any idea of us saying this is how it is is a story. Isn't it funny, though, Isn't how a- we
2: do come to a fixed point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just a, a, like a week ago, I was thinking like, because my car that I drive is dark. And I'm like, God, I kind of would like a light colored car for summer. You know, huh? you know just that thought. <laughs> and then I was thinking, no, I don't really see that happening. And then uh, yesterday, my husband came. He's like, oh, that, you know, it's going to be $2,500 to get our other car fixed, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, give me a minute. So then I was like, I'm going to draw three shares. And then by the end of the day, we had a new car. <laughs> and it's silver <laughs> but it was just so and it was easy and it was just easy. so magical and it was like wow and I was thinking you know we took the equity from that car and prepaid, the, so I'm not paying anything for three years and it's like it just felt like wow when I woke up in the morning I certainly wasn't thinking
1: that No, and there is this magical component to it although it has a a real sort of quantum science to it this idea of leapfrogging leapfrogging which is kind of what i talked about a little bit earlier with the quantum leap it's a leapfrog i like a lot Don't you like frogs better because quantum goes yes but let's leapfrog let's just woof let's move into a new understanding and let's leave some language away now not that the language was wrong but again we're moving into new technology i mean some people say oh but but you said we attracted something is that that's not wrong but this this understanding is always in evolution so it never is a fixed point either and so what we want to try to experience is what if we left behind the language of i have to draw this to me i right. have to sum, summon it you know you know what could... I, I
2: like the idea of shifting consciousness because because i could do that like i know how quickly thoughts shift and then you get like i like that whole new package of goodies with it yeah that we couldn't even imagine
4: because we haven't it's... been
2: in that consciousness before exactly
1: Exactly. So it's like we have
2: no clue the goodies that are in that consciousness. No. Like we can't go out and physically collect all those goodies. Like that would be hard,
1: but we can just shift the consciousness. So then we get back to some of the techniques and understandings that we've been talking about for a long time. And that is how would it feel if it were done? Yeah. How would it feel? But you can't even actually get into the full feeling of it because the universe is going to deliver things beyond even your capacity to feel in this moment. But what we want to start with is this relaxed knowing that we don't have to figure it all out. We don't have to figure out the linear transgression of how do I get from here to there. There is this kind of fluidity of if I'm on the holodeck, I'm going to call up a different reality and watch how the different particles come in and change how I experience my day-to-day life. But you know
2: it's interesting? How would it feel if it – like what is it? Because that almost feels like attaching to – there's something like with the Anita, it kind of felt like she doesn't even have to know. Right. You know what I mean? There's no, because it almost feels like, oh, now I'm going to work on manifesting what I want this way, which is going to be different than how
1: I did it before. Well, we come back to that feeling tone. Yeah. And, and for Anita, her most powerful way of describing was, this was just being in this place of unconditional love. And you heard it earlier in this track we just listened to from the communion of light, that the woman was speaking about how she fell so deeply in love with herself. And I think the key to this door, the key to unlock this door, is somewhere there. It's finding a deeper love, and I'm not talking about a Hallmark card love. I'm talking, I'm not talking about roses and and, and candies. I'm talking about the unconditional love that holds this planet together, the unconditional love that allows it to spin in perfect proximity to the planets, the unconditional love that is the structure of our spirit, our source, uh, that which is God. Um, that. I believe that the opportunity, the door opening is, is there, that it's not about forgiving someone else, but forgiving ourselves for the perceptions that allowed something not to be. <laughs> it's forgiving. Um, so this whole understanding that, of course, it begins with us. So unconditional love for yourself. Yeah.
2: You know, it feels like the door to me, like um, just hearing her talk about that, because everything she talked about, it's like, I already know this. You know, you already I already found. know it. So by having someone um, voice it and articulate it so clearly, it brings in that feeling of love. And even on the Frank tape, having that woman talk about the love she felt for herself made me feel more love for myself. So it's almost by having other people admit, almost like the emperor's new clothes, that guy's not wearing clothes. You know, <laughs> it's like having people admit that they love themselves, they Unconditional. It wakes something up within me to say like, yeah, I know that feeling. I love myself.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking more,
1: about,
2: but,
3: but when nobody's more
2: talking more. about it, it's almost like we don't bring
1: it to the surface. And we don't talk about what it feels like to experience that. And there are a million and one ways to feel that unconditional love. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Before we go to break, too, I, I hope if you're thinking about... Going on the cruise with us in November. You'll probably hear a quick information about that and talk about a quantum leap. Oh, come leapfrog with us <laughs> in November. In November, on the cruise to the Caribbean. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction.
3: Let it unfold. Let it go.
0: Just what does that dream mean? Ever wake up from a crazy dream and wonder what it meant? Have you had a recurring dream all your life and you just can't get it to stop? Get all your questions about dreams and dream interpretation answered by the leading expert in the field. Unity Online Radio is home to America's leading dream expert, Dr. Michael Lennox. And on Mondays at 2 p.m. Central, the dream doctor is definitely in. Tune in to dream interpretation with Dr. Michael Lennox only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at EverydayAttractionUnity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed.
1: Welcome back from the break. <clears throat> so we're quantum leaping, we're leapfrogging, we're doing <laughs> that thing we do, uh, wanting to understand the mechanics of. of of metaphysical attraction, but we're, we're exploring some new words this hour. And I know, Janice, we only have a few more minutes left with you. So I want to talk about some of these new words that we heard from Frank and also that we've experienced from this beautiful story that Anita Morjani has shared with us in her new book, Dying to Be Me. Assembling, this idea that we even have to find new words, we're creating, attracting, too much work, yes. too much efforting. That there is an assembling, and I really want to explore that with you for a moment. This idea again, if if we know that the door to this is around unconditional, non-judgmental, total acceptance of ourselves, and that where we are is perfect and there is more, and then we get to this idea that we're simply assembling. We're assembling with our consciousness an opportunity to feel more fully alive, more fully present, more fully creative in the moment. Um, I don't know. There's something about the word assembling. Uh, that felt easier to me than attracting yes and i also but i also
2: don't even i mean i I don't even know if i like the word assembling because too much effort too much effort because i go back to anita and like she said i came here to be i didn't come here to do to achieve or to pursue anything you know i used to live a life of fear and now i'm living a life of joy it's kind of it just feels like a whole different way to be on the planet
1: yes yes and I, and I think what it is, is along with this idea of I'm simply assembling, there is this idea that there is no efforting and calling up anything mm-hmm, anywhere, mm-hmm. anyhow, that there isn't um, there, there's no lacking colors or experiences on this palette. Uh, there truly isn't anything that's restricted in this. So it's it's really like having, you know, a million ice cream choices, right? And you're just simply going, mm, I think today I'm going to assemble, you know, right. this one. there's no efforting on it. But this almost creativity that says, wouldn't it be interesting to have this? Wouldn't it be interesting to allow this? And, and we don't but even know what that is until it shows up. We don't know. We're just we're just saying, "Ooh, this would be fun this would be fun. And like, you know, the woman said in the track that we listened to earlier that she, you know, she's, she's someone who's a consistent questioner on the village, which is part of the communion of light communionoflight.com, which I'm so enjoying being a part of that community. Um, And we're asking these questions. And she's always one that loves plates and plates of vegetables. So I love her because she just says it's very simple. I just everywhere I go, I want to see plates and plates of yummy vegetables. And she has these extraordinary stories where she'll go to like very you know (laughs) crazy parts of the world and they'll show up so it's this idea of like this is what i would enjoy this would would be interesting and i don't have to figure out how it's gonna come about yeah like i don't even so maybe it's kind of just articulating
2: what we like
1: yes i like this like like i like ice cream i like (laughs) there's an ease and a flow and we don't even have to google it see i think even the effort of searching Uh presents resistance you know, this idea of searching is really something that introduced, and again, we're fine tuning here. When we talk about connecting with source on this level, it's so very, very subtle. Um, Because even searching, the energy of searching would introduce the concept that what you want is not already present, right? And so many, so many of us have this template that we've grown to think about, which is, you know, we've got to make it happen. And I think, Again, it was the greatest day and the worst day when we found out we created our own reality at some level because <laughs> like, suddenly there was all this work. And I think even as we watch the progression of the Abraham work, uh, initially it was, you know, I think it was the, the um, something about co-creation and then it became the art of allowing you know, and, and they keep trying to soften it as well. And I think what I'm getting <clears throat> from Frank Butterfield's work is that even that's too much work. <laughs> yes. You, know? you, know, it, you yeah. know, it's
2: funny because my son's been on a roll lately. You know, like things just keep opening up for him. And he just, it's kind of like, I could feel his energy is in a really good place. And then he just sent me this text who's back in Boston that he caught a foul ball. And he's got this big smile on his face. And I thought, <laughs> oh, this is so interesting because he doesn't even care about baseball. He, you know what I mean? It's It's like... Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how some people try to catch the foul ball? And I thought it's so interesting. But he was really happy to catch the foul ball, I could tell, by the look on his face. But it, it's yeah. just a funny thing. It's almost like an energy stream that you get in.
1: And then yes. stuff just happens around you. Yes. And, and what I love about Anita's journey, as she gets into those last juicy chapters of the book, where she talks about, I don't really even care how it unfolds. I don't even really need it to unfold in a certain way. I just want this feeling. I want this connection to my source. I want to experience this unconditional love for myself so that when I gaze upon anything, it's fueled with that perspective of unconditional love because you are creating them. You are creating it. And so when you have that knowledge of the unlimited um, creative self and the unconditional love, I think a lot more opportunities flow in um, or just appear, not even flow. See, I don't have to change my language. They simply pop yeah, in. Yeah, see,
2: this feels different. I, I feel like the whole theme for the show or, you know what I mean? The whole um, the Anita thing is the newness of it is that it doesn't matter what it is. That's yeah. very different from okay, well I want to write a book and I want to go on a trip and I wanna <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's very different. Yeah. It's like measuring for something completely different.
1: Well, the manifestations don't have to happen in order for us to get what we want. Yeah. See that's but it's like measuring
2: for the feeling, like that connection yeah. to source. Like it doesn't matter if it's catching a baseball or making a cake, it's the yeah. feeling.
1: And you can and will change your vision, change your experience of this wonderful physical world and to get away from this idea that you're having to convince anyone else of what you know or what you're experiencing i mean when you when you think about the multiple reality concept and again you know that's a theory that i go wow you know this idea of of multiple simultaneous realities then the idea of trying to convince anyone of anything comes almost laughing. and also the idea of scarcity oh my god there's a way like there's
2: not there's not a room for for that multiple reality conversation and scarcity
1: Thank you for that. Scarcity almost becomes laughable. Really? It's just it's just the other button right there to push, you know? Okay. More, more, more. Janice, I know you have uh, to.
2: Actually run. they left <laughs> without me. They gave up on me. Oh
1: no. <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. Hey, okay. we were gonna go pick up the new car, but we'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> well it, it. will t- <laughs> Well, that way, it'll just simply appear in your driveway. See, that's even more magical. <laughs> <I get it. laughs> you don't want to have to go get it. I that's like, wait. I trying <laughs> too hard. <laughs> that's way too much effort. That's way too much effort. <laughs> well, let's spend, let's spend just a little bit more time um, listening to Frank Frank Butterfield, the Communion of Light, wax on about this new understanding of how we create our reality. And I want to give a quick plug before I forget of a new morning series that he started actually yesterday called um the mechanics of creating your reality now the morning series is something you can sign up for uh, at the communion and it's pay what you will so if you're new to this work and you want to just taste it uh go ahead and pay what you feel you know you can and then you can get access now the morning series is for 21 days uh Frank, as the communion of light, will actually focus on some of these topics and a new audio track. You can either join them live at seven in the morning, Pacific Standard Time every morning, or they become available to you via the website and email to listen to what that rampage was for the day. And some of the topics are extraordinary, but he's specifically going to be launching into this topic, this mechanics of understanding our broader knowing so that we can more fully allow that which we've created. So let's listen a little bit more to what he has to say.
4: But as long as it's not, as long as it's clear that what you're not doing is drawing things to you from some sort of outside facility, but rather that you are in a physical reality that you yourself are creating and have manifested into physical form, and that not only that, but this manifested reality includes a book that further amplifies an idea and includes an author who wrote the book who provided platters of vegetables whose idea further amplifies your desire for vegetables and who also you have called forth as a launching board to then remember more and more of who you are, which is when you say, did I finally catch up with the, the rampage that we had given? You see, we didn't give you a rampage. You created a rampage. And you created it in a way so that you would arrive at a moment like this where you could really uncover the magic of the experience in such a way that is just tremendously delicious. All of those are your ideas. We may not be giving the right words to them, but they're all your ideas that you have created, that you have manifested into your physical reality, which is yours and yours alone. There is no objective reality at all where this author is over sitting at a desk or at a computer typing in words separate and apart from you. The way that books show up, in and this is really it. This is really where the rubber hits the road, all right? The way that books show up in your reality because of your beliefs, because of the templates that you have picked up from other people, is that a book has to be written and in your reality no one has vellum and goose quills dipped into india ink or into some sort of some sort of stained fluid that then leaves an impression on the vellum which is then handed over to a printer who sets who boils and sets the type and then runs it on a, on a wooden machine which then spits out pieces of paper that then have to be sewn together and bound in leather. Now, there probably is someone somewhere doing that, and now that we've talked about it, you're probably going to discover that in your reality there may be, if you're really interested in it, some sort of person who is doing this just because it's fun. But no one in your templates, no one does that. No one does that. No one even has the capacity to do it. But it happened somewhere in one of your templates of the past. Currently, the way that people do this is they sit in front of a machine, a computer, and bang things out on a keyboard, or they speak into a microphone and have the words transcribed by someone else. Or they gather up their notes and then edit them together, or something like that. But you see, you don't know that it happened, and we really want you to get this. This isn't... When This isn't just a little game we're playing. This isn't just a nice little thing to think about. You literally don't know that that happened. You don't know how the book got to you. But that's not your business. That's how Law of Attraction works. It looks like you know the story, and you could pick up the telephone or send an email to the author and say, look, did I create this book or did you create this book? And according to the template, the author most likely will say, well, with your templates, it probably would be something like, well, you really created the book, LOL, LOL, exclamation point. And then they would reply by saying, but really, I did. I spent 137 hours in front of my computer writing this book based on my notes and my lectures and my this and my that. And there would be an entire story because that fits your templates. So Law of Attraction is bringing you, and you notice we're not using the word beliefs because we really like this word template because a template is like a collection of beliefs, and it's a manner in which physical reality can manifest itself around an idea. But it's a set of beliefs around an idea. So, for example, when you create a book to read, and we really want that to sit with you, when you create a book to read, the the, I'm going to read a book about a subject that I like template has a whole set of beliefs about how books get to you. And so when you begin to explore... That's what you begin to find information about. And you you might discover something that's delightful because you're a little bit more relaxed one moment than you are another. And so you're a little bit more allowing about a story that you've never heard before, which is your way of surprising yourself. But we really do want you to understand that the physical reality that you're manifesting is literally a physical manifestation of an idea that you have. It's not other people working in concert with you because there are no other people. It's just you. Now
1: Okay, let's stop there and take a <laughs> I gotta tell you, there comes a point where I go oh man, I, you know, I want to know and yet I don't want to know because it feels like it's like my brain goes, uh, we don't have any way to understand.
2: <laughs> but I think that's part of it, though, is we're not supposed to understand it. Like when he was saying, yeah. you don't know how the book got to you, and that's none of your business.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but also to know that we're making up stories in even how the book gets to us. Mm-hmm. Like in this particular template, and I really want to explore that concept for the last couple of minutes that we have on the show, is this idea that a template is a collection of beliefs around an idea, You know, and that is how somebody else creates a book and I read it. But what we're understanding from a deep metaphysical point is that you create a book in the form of this author so that you can read it for your own delight. Yes.
2: Wow. Well, that whole thing too, like there's nobody out there. I remember hearing that in the past and that whole, that line always annoys me because I (laughs) don't understand it. (laughs) So I'm getting more, I'm getting more clarity today that, that it really is our own world we're living in our own world where we decide what we like, if we can let it in, we can have it. And the way to let it in is to relax. Like you are when, if you're reading the
1: story and you relax more, you'll, you'll see more, you'll see more. And there isn't anything to get. It's just, again, um, more releasing of resistance, which allows templates to then um, be more fluid because there's a template that has within it the understanding of these ideas that we're talking about today on the show. And that template comes with the understanding that there is no struggle to understand that. And at some deep level, you already know this and that you're okay with the illusion of not of not knowing it because you like this creativity you're, you're doing, that you're okay with not remembering that it's all an illusion.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's the whole thing you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Like I remember years ago when women were starting to work and this one guy said uh, about working women, I'm thinking, oh, I would never be a working woman. You know what I mean? It's kind of like at that, that mindset, in that consciousness. Or so I used to tell my mom, like, I can't believe you did that. Gave my dad cocktails every night while you worked and slaved in the kitchen. And then I thought I would do the same thing if I was born. Like if I was a housewife in the 50s, like we kind of swim in the water we of do. the consciousness we... at the time. That's, and then this is like, wait a minute, I have to kind of sit with this. This
1: is different. Right. And much like he went into just detail there as to, you know, you don't have quills of ink that Mm -hmm. you're, you know, sewing together books and putting them into a leather wrap. There was a time where that template was And that would be normal. That's how you would
2: expect to get a
1: book. Yeah, but it's just, again, that idea of progression is not necessarily linear, but that we've now popped into an experience where we have the internet and we have computers. and But even that is a story we're telling ourselves. So, well, we're coming to the end of our show, and I hope you have enjoyed leapfrogging our way <laughs> through metaphysical. I think will be hopping down the road this week a bit. <laughs> but the bottom line is, in our everyday experience, is to find ways to to really love our lives and ourselves unconditionally, to release judgment as to what's happening and why it's happening, to know that there are certain templates of belief that might be running us and it's okay, but we're going to relax and allow more understanding of how we create in this delicious physical world. So there's nothing to get, there's nothing to study, there's nothing to go back and listen to again. Just know that all is so well, even beyond your ability to concept the wellness right here and right now, and that we're making up People like Abraham are, are essences and, and energies or ghosts, as I like to say, of like Abraham and like the communion of light. And even people like Anita Marjani to help us better understanding the, the ride to that awakening. Janice, thank you as always thank for you. being willing to hop in here and, uh, and traverse this delicious road of awakening. So we'll see you next time. Great. Thanks. Again, you've been listening to Everyday Attraction. We do thank you for listening to the show and we so appreciate your emails. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, all those folks who wrote this week uh, telling us about your ways of understanding this metaphysical world. And please keep the emails coming. You can email us directly at everydayattraction, everydayattraction at gmail.com. I hope you'll sign up for the cruise, which is at unity.fm forward slash cruise. If you feel like coming along to the Caribbean, that's a fun reality that we can leapfrog to. And finally, I hope that that you will um, support our sponsor. And I also have a challenge for you this week. Um, I've set up a website that allows us to really enter into the experience of gratitude and experience uh, just an appreciation for all that we are knowing. So if you'd like to join me in my gratitude challenge, go to www.sendoutcards.com. Actually, I'm going to say that again www.socgratitude.com www.soc, forward slash attraction socgratitude.com forward slash attraction and sign up for my gratitude challenge. I think you'll find it a lot of fun. We appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Don't think
0: about it, let
4: it unfold.
0: Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction where the law of attraction gets real.
4: Things may happen around you. Things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you.
0: This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity.